Hey everybody, Brian McCumber here. Today is March 26th and I'm doing these release date intros because there's so many things that are happening at near real time that I want to give you the latest information. And these podcast recordings are done about three to four weeks back. And I want to make sure to give you perspective and to give you current information on this release date and the perspective of where we were talking about back then during the recording. So I did a podcast with Rob Kurzak, and this was actually live in the 1871 podcast studio when we were allowed to get together in person. I'll tell you, so many things have changed. March 26th today, actually, I want to mention that the unemployment numbers just released this morning, and I was watching it. It's 3.2 million jobless claims, and the estimates going into it was about 1 million. So it's about three times the number that they estimated. A lot of things are changing. It's impacting a lot of people. You want to stay current. You want to stay in tune. And that's why I'm doing these release date intros to give you the most current information as these podcast episodes are coming out. So this podcast is all about teaching you the money-making opportunities that technology can bring. And a big part of the focus has been e-commerce drop shipping. In mentioning 1871, Rob Kurzak was also a featured speaker at our Dropship Chicago event. And speaking of Dropship Chicago, we had a virtual town hall event last night. And we had an open discussion on e-commerce dropshipping, and we covered what to do and how to prepare. So the whole point is, is that you want to stay one step ahead and be prepared. Like Tony Robbins said, people are motivated to take action either through inspiration or desperation. And before this whole coronavirus economic impact, people that plugged into the Dropship Chicago group and also listened to the Tech Money Talks podcast were inspired to do things better, to have that side hustle, that extra income that would come in. And hopefully you guys were taking a part of that. Now, if we think about the unemployment numbers, 3.2 million that are out of a job, which means that which means that they're losing their income soon. So now it's a point of desperation where they need to find some alternative ways to earn extra income. And hopefully they could do that through an e-commerce business or through a technology career where you can actually work from home. I'll be sharing more about those opportunities throughout the podcast and even on YouTube as well. So with the podcast interview with Rob Kurzak, his story is actually really inspiring because he's 19 years old and he started dropshipping last year in 2019. And since then, he's done over $1.5 million in sales. So if he can do it, you can do it as well. And he shares and he shares some of the tips and secrets to his success. So take a listen to the podcast and I hope you enjoy it. everybody. Brian McCumber here with Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we are live in person in Chicago with a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Rob Kurzak as a special guest on the show. And if you don't know who he is, then you're in for a real treat because he started out as a high school three-sport athlete and now running a multi-million dollar business in drop shipping. Rob's a real deal. He's local to Chicago and his story is so amazing. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. 
He's done more by the age of 19 than most people have in a lifetime. And I tell you, time is money, and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time. And I'm so happy to have him on the show today. Rob, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? It's going great, Brian. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) This is really awesome, man. It's a really great thing to be here in Chicago. And I tell you, you know, just for the, the audience... Uh, because you were local, I mean, you were a featured guest on one of the previous Dropship Chicago events. And I tell you, for the audience listening, I mean, he absolutely killed it. People that were, you know, recurring attendees to the event, they were like, it was one of the best events that they've been to because Rob delivered a lot of value at that event, which was really awesome. So so shout out to, to Rob for actually doing that. He's been keeping real. But I would say, you know, for the audience... Maybe we can start off by taking a step back and you can share your journey and your story into dropshipping. Awesome. I'll, I'll go ahead and start. So the way I wanted to project as a three-sport athlete into high school and to starting million-dollar businesses is one day when I was going into high school, I had many D1 offers for baseball, and I decided I wanted to take a different route because I want to make a local change in the community um, high school team. So while I'm getting older, doing pretty good things um like my junior senior year I started partying a lot more and I started getting into like bad drugs which totally messed me up mentally kind of killed the whole kind of killed the whole like my passion for sports type of things and I started partying away from it so one day I walk into my football locker room and my coach was like hey come in the office we need to talk to you as a senior quarterback for the team I walked into the office and I saw every coach I had since when I was a freshman to my senior year and they told me that I can no longer be a part of the team I can no longer play any sports with the school wow so um yeah so that made me feel super super confused because that's all I knew the sports part of my life was really all I really knew so I just walked to my car that day and I sat in the car and I was like okay well if I hang my head I'm not going to do anything I'm going to keep partying I'm going to keep doing bad drugs Um, and that's not the person who I was the first 16 years of my life I'm only 19 years old so when this happened I was 18 and I kind of just lifted my head and said if I hang down deep here right now I'm never going to be something great that I wanted to be. My passion was sports. I wanted to be something great in sports. And um, when that era was over, I kind of just took a deep breath and I was like, okay, how do I be different without doing sport? And I started going on YouTube, researching all this stuff. And I came across actually Amazon FBA. So I started with Amazon FBA and I grasped the whole thing of it. Um, Studied for months, 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 dug into that did fairly okay, but it was not scalable, and mm-hmm. I did not like that. I could not scale a business that I am diving into. So I started looking into more businesses, started looking into uh, what other people are doing that are my age making a lot of money, and I found a drop shipping. When I first started drop shipping, it was a very um, bumpy road because I was learning a lot of things from different people, and uh, it was a bumpy road at first, but as I dove deeper and deeper and deeper, more research, more of my strategy towards, towards me, um, I, I did start to find uh, my success, and it was very rapidly, and that's exactly how I liked it. I liked being able to be in full control. I liked being able to pretty much take a Facebook ad and make it a six-figure ad just by duplicating more ad sets or whatever I had to do in order to scale. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Yeah, so when I dove into dropshipping, it was really just like a lovely feeling of me grasping the whole control aspect of business, and that's definitely what 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 made my journey more um, smoother throughout the way. It's just having control of my business. And I'm glad that you shared your journey there, and even some of the struggles going through. You know, one of the questions that pops in my head is like, you know, what did you learn? You know, going back to when you were let go from the team. What, what did you learn from that? Like, what lessons did you learn? I learned a very strong lesson, and it was a lesson of this is my life, and I have full control of my life. So, like I said, when I was sharing my story, I could have hung my head deep, and I could have just stopped right there. But um, mm-hmm. honestly, the strongest lesson that I learned was you're in control. Nobody else is. You're, the mistakes you've made in the past you've done that to yourself. So that's, yeah. a, that's a very strong lesson that I learned after that day. No, I'm glad that you shared that because, I mean, there's a younger audience that, that listens to the, to the podcast, and I think there's something to take away from that where it's just like, okay, could be hanging with the wrong crowd or if it's drugs or something like that, but it can really take your life for a turn, you know, experiencing that at such a young age. And then it sounded like it's a, you know, something that really impact, but now it, it gave you that type of self-reflection where it's just like, okay, you learn from that. It's like life lessons that you experience, and now you learn from that, and you were able to take that and then find something that you could put your passion into that at this time, you know, it wasn't sports, but now it ended up being business and e-commerce business, and you started to put your passion behind that, and uh, and then now things really taken off. And actually, to take a step back related to dropshipping, so like what year was that when you started dropshipping? Uh, I actually started dropshipping March 2019, so it's <laughs> oh not even been a, been, a, been a full year, and yeah, we've done over $1.5 million in revenue. Wow, that's a, that's a great success story for sure. So for the audience listening, you got to hear this. I mean, he's, you know, started within this last year and, you know, really focused on it. So maybe even uh, paint that picture for the audience then. So after you realize, and, you know, I think you pointed out, you know, you started with Amazon FBA, but you you realize some of the, the pain points there where it's not as scalable, uh, probably takes uh, a lot of uh, risk and inventory up front, that sort of thing. But then switching gears to drop shipping, you know, what what was like the first, you know, journey like when you started doing that? Like, was it an overnight success for you or did did you have some struggle? Um, so success, no, no successes overnight. <laughs> um, that's an any business. But with drop shipping, it was a very bumpy road when I first started. I was going and listening to the wrong people. I was going on YouTube. I was following people that who I found out to this day really never had a long-term success. So the the months that I first started learning, first started doing ads of this, the money-related type of business, I was not grasping the whole aspect of it. Pretty much went into it thinking I knew what I was doing, thinking I was doing things the correct way, but I really wasn't. Um, and that's not because bad information, nothing of anyone who I was learning from, it's just because I didn't really understand it in full what dropshipping was. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that an online business is an actual brand and I'm not just selling general products to the general audience. Um, Mm -hmm. So my first part of the road was very, very general. Didn't know what I was doing. Wasn't specific enough for me to actually grasp what I was doing. Um, And then that's when I I took a step back and I was like, all right, 
I've ran five stores, and all of these five stores I've ran within the past two weeks. Like, that's that's not what it's supposed to be. So, yeah. took a step back and kind of just um, tried to find a strategy that would be different from everybody, but would would work for me because mm-hmm. I realized stuff on YouTube, stuff people were teaching other people, they're very f- public size. So if you're doing the same thing other people were doing, again, you're just eating off someone else's plate and you'll never have your <laughs> own plate to eat off. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that, that my journey at first was a very bumpy road. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like that saying that you did, and you actually even gave that uh, at the event too about eating off of somebody's plate. <laughs> uh, go, go a little deeper into that, like the meaning behind that. So eating off someone else's plate. So if you're eating off someone else's plate, you're trying to take away from what they've already done in a way. Um, So as far as when I was in um, speaking at the Dropship Chicago event and when I was talking actually about eating off someone else's plate, that's as far as like finding products, right? So when you're finding products on Facebook, you're finding products on Instagram, and these products have millions of views, millions of, or hundreds, or thousands of comments, shares, all of this stuff that people teach you to look for. At the end of the day, the people advertising that product, the company actually advertising that product, they're spending thousands of dollars every day, and they're generating probably tens of thousands of dollars every day. So... Eating off someone else's plate, right? So you take this ad, you find this ad, and you try to copy everything they're doing, and you get two sales, but you're never going to get the 10,000s of sales that the people that you stole the ad off. So eating off someone else's plate, literally just (laughs) like it is, finding (laughs) a Facebook ad, copying it, doing what you think is you're going to start your own plate, but in reality, you're just eating off someone else's plate who's doing good <laughs> numbers that, unfortunately, I've learned the hard way. You're never going to reach those numbers trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think, you know, a lot of newbies, you know, getting started, and this is for the audience listening, that a lot of them, you know, they they don't really know what to sell, and they only know as much as who they're, like, listening to either on YouTube or somewhere and then all of a sudden they're just trying to, you know, copy everything that, that somebody else is doing, but then not getting the same results. And I think what, what Rob explained, I mean, he explained it very well at the event. And maybe you can even share a little bit about that, you know, like the importance of being different and then how that has helped your business. Yeah, so like I said, when I was first starting, it was a very bumpy road until I started taking a step back and realizing that, there's 100,000 views on this YouTube and 100,000 people necessarily have the same information I just learned. So when I started realizing that, I was like, all right, these people are not not telling me right information, but a lot of people are getting the same information. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's cool. Now I need to be different in order to see some success to be, again, to have people eat off my plate. So as far as I was different... I did take, you know, some products that people were selling, but I made them better. Um, And that making them better, marketing them a different angle, it made me have way more success and made my uh, road a lot lot smoother and uh, less bumpy. 
Yeah, thanks for sharing that for sure, man. And, you know, one of the great things that I really liked about you, and I, and I caught on to that at, at the event, I mean, even just to share a little bit, you know, I think you had a chance to meet my boys. You know, I've been trying to encourage them to get into into dropshipping. I like to say I like to treat it like a family business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my wife and my mother-in-law, you know, we do sit around the dinner table and we talk about what, what products are popping off. But I thought it was, like, really awesome that you also uh, had your mom there, you know, with you and being supportive. And I thought that that was a really great thing. And uh, I was wondering if you can kind of share a little bit about, you know, how's your mom, you know, support, supporting your uh, business ventures and things like that. Um, for sure. So as far as my mom supporting me at first, when it was a bumpy road, there was no support. It was always <laughs> like, all right, go to school. Like you tried it. So it didn't work and it didn't work again. And it didn't work again. It didn't work again. She's like, just go to school. And I was like, Mom, I can't. That's not me. That's not what I want to do. And so at first, supporting-wise, she was like, "Just I support what you do, but just try to go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, when I started seeing success, she was like, okay, this is, this is, this is real. Like, it's I'm working. proud of you in a way. But yeah. as far as, like, relationship with my mom, like, I didn't really have an aspect of a father in my life. So my mom would play the mother and father role my mm-hmm. entire life so as long as relationships like we always had a very close relationship and over the past year or so like um we've had we've we've grew like a, a very strong bond with each other where um you know on her bad days i pick her head up and i support her on my bad days she does the same and mm-hmm. that just really grow um grew our relationship like even stronger and now we have a bond and we support each other no matter what because uh without support you you can't yeah. fulfill dreams. Yeah. No, that's powerful, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I could catch that for sure. And I think it's a really great thing, and I think it says a lot. And uh, and even here today, you know, behind the camera, you got uh, building your dream team with Sydney here. So let's give a shout-out to Sydney. Shout-out, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> she's, been, uh, she's been doing great things. She was at the event as well and is, and is helping uh, capture the moment, all the behind-the-scene moments that you're eventually going to see on YouTube and uh, actually maybe even talk about that. Uh, sounds like you're starting to uh, pick things up on YouTube. Oh yeah, so today actually I'm gonna be uh, recording my first vlog, so that's exciting. But as far as YouTube, um, I'm gonna start to shoot hopefully weekly, two times a week. Uh-huh. Um, as far as my schedule works that way, I'm going to try to do that. But as far as YouTube, yeah, new new videos, a lot a lot of good values coming out on YouTube. Yeah. And best thing about YouTube, um, it's free of cost. So if you ever want to learn something on YouTube, yeah, it's free. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, it's a wealth of knowledge to to learn things, and then, you know, even to to use it. I mean, with what you're doing now, I mean, you have a big future ahead of you. You know, as long as you, uh, you know, with the lessons learned from the from the past, you know, trying to stay stay on the right track. You know, try to associate with the right people, all that stuff. And but I mean, you got a huge future ahead of you. I would say, you know, the power of it, which is just amazing. So like. You know, like you said, you know, as you started out, you know, back in 2019, because you had all the power at your fingertips. So I I like to say, I mean, right now you have the access to technology all at your fingertips. You didn't have to be a coder to actually code that website. And then now you had the power of getting wholesale prices, just like the big corporations do. And, And you didn't have to have a bunch of money to actually get wholesale prices. And then now being able to reach hundreds of millions of eyeballs around the world to 
to advertise your products to and uh, you now have access to that you know at your fingertips and then you know as we're talking about youtube it's the same thing like you know now as you're stepping forward and you know you're sharing what you've learned and uh how you're differentiating from others and it's just exploding you know even further right so i was wondering if you could speak about that as like you know the power that has been uh that you've had at your fingertips and then now that you figured it all out you know you made something really big yeah so the thing about drop shipping and uh shopify of course like like you said you don't need to be a the craziest coder in the world to run a successful store. Um, Shopify provides you very customizable free templates, which allow you to just start your store with no no um, editing re- really necessary. So again, that brings so much power to people's feet. 10 years ago when you had to hire an actual coder, that would just demotivate everybody and who would want an actual a coder. I mean, when you can do it yourself, it's a lot more, again, powerful. Um, so as far as like YouTube, Google, all of that stuff, like special forms on the internet, that's really power because all of that stuff has special golden nuggets that even if it's a 20 minute video, there's probably 30 seconds of important gold, golden nuggets that you need to you know, take out of from. So again, like that is the power of having internet, being able to do these amazing things, being able to actually realize that dropshipping is a legitimate business and to have enough power to decide that you don't want to go to school and you want to venture off and do something else, that's power. Oh, that's great, man, for sure. So say, you know, let's even dive into like some core strategies. So you know, as you began to find what worked for you, uh, you know, most dropshippers fall into one of these three categories of, of their approach, which is like either a general store approach or a niche store approach or a like a single product store approach. So what, what has been uh, like working for you as you found success? Um, I've always only found success with niche stores because um, that that breaks down to when you are marketing to an audience on Facebook and you're marketing to a specific audience and that specific audience sees a bunch of general products or that that product you're selling is only the one product on your site. Chances are those that audience might want more than just that one product that they're seeing on your site. So. As far as the niche stories go, definitely think that's the route. You know, identify an audience, market to that audience, and have products that relate to that specific audience. Um, so niche stories all the way. <laughs> niche stories <laughs> all the way. <laughs> that's great, man. And related to, like, finding winning products, um, and you dove into some great value there, you know, actually highlighting specific ones in the in the Dropship Chicago event. Like, what would you say, you know, what are some, some, some good nuggets, like, you know, towards finding winning products that you could share with the audience? Finding winning products is very uh, time-consuming. Um, don't take it short. Don't go on Facebook and see the first product that you see doing really well and try to market it. See that product that's doing really well. Find a different product that's related to that product and just market it differently, and you're going to see success. So as far as, like, product research goes, don't sell junk online. People are not stupid. We are in 2020, and 95% of everybody knows what a dropshipping store is. So when you're finding these products online, you can't be selling an audience bad products. They have to be a product that looks good, um, a product that has actual value behind it. And again, like if you're selling a product and you're doing product research and you can't upsell your product at least 3x the price, um, chances are you shouldn't be selling it online. 
and uh, and I like that. Hopefully, the audience, you know, was able to capture that, and and that's why I'm kind of pausing here for for a moment because I think this is this is the real key takeaway is that he's saying, you know, you're basically finding a you know a hot product, but what Rob's telling you is, you know, find a product that's related to that, something that's related or different. And then, what did you mean by market it uh, differently? So when I first started doing product research, I would take like, I would find 10 best ads, copy and paste a link, and copy and paste the ad copy, just see with them. If you identify who that winning ad copy or that winning product is actually marketing to, um, because every product has a specific audience. Like I said, if you're doing a niche store, I do not look at general or one niche uh, product stores when I'm doing research, but when you find it, when you find a product that's doing good, you can actually identify the the audience they're marketing to. So if you take yeah. advantage of that, you could um, build a better store around it, and you won't eat off their plate. You'll do better than them, and you'll you'll hit a different angle than them. So you're gonna create your own little plate. Um, no, that's key, man. Because I mean, basically, what you're doing is is you're finding where there's a market. So you're finding where there's buyers, and uh, and then now you're you're entering in with that next thing, you know, that different thing, you know, maybe it's a, it's newer, it's different, it's better in some ways, and hopefully it's better in some ways so that in your marketing and your copy and in your page, you can highlight those things that, okay, you know, hey, if you like this product, then you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you start exactly, going into, exactly. yeah, so that's really awesome stuff. And, and I, and I think it's great that, that, that you nailed down that, that principle because, at the end of the day, folks, I mean, we're all, you know, marketers. And, and when you when you realize that you're in the game of, of marketing and and really becoming better at making a better offer as opposed to just, you know, trying to, to copy products that are there and thinking the only way you could sell it is if you're dropping the price, hmm. uh, that's a race to the bottom. And far too many people fall into that trap. And what Rob is listening out here, I mean, what's working for him and what he figured out on, uh, and actually that, that's a good question. Like how, how did you figure out this method that's, that's working for you now? Honestly, um, trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew when I first started dropshipping, um, it was again, a bumpy road because I didn't know what I was doing. So as I started doing things, failing, doing things, failing, um, and then actually doing things and realize why I'm failing. Um, mm-hmm. That that's kind of that's kind of how I got the strategy that I do now. So just trial and error. Yeah, yeah. So trial and error, folks. I mean, that's that should be the key takeaway. And actually, you know, for people outside looking in, I mean, you know, they they see you just you know you started in 2019 and now you've you know done over a million and a half and you're just growing from there you know as you explained you know it didn't it didn't happen overnight you know you uh, a lot of testing trial and error but for the audience so to, to be able to visualize you know the amount of testing that you were doing like what was that like you know how much testing you know how many sites how many products did you actually have to go through till you started to figure this out so my first two weeks, I ran through five stores with no success. Um, after that, I was like, again, trial and error, trial and error. I was testing 40 products on all of those stores at a very low budget. So I was able to keep my budget low, um, just dive into Facebook, trying to understand it. So I would probably, I, I probably tested 
near 200 products before I started um, seeing a sale. And uh, that costed me $5,000 um, of pure just loss. And it, was, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't a good feeling, but I was like, all right, I'm doing something wrong. Like, <laughs> something has to go wrong. Yeah. Um, and so actually my, what was it, my fifth store that I launched um, after those stores, that's when I <clears throat> saw my first success because uh, I was able to scale that store to like $65,000. And that's when like the feeling of, okay, like this is real. This business is actually real. Like I didn't just <laughs> waste $5,000 last month on ads. I learned so much on yeah. that $5,000 loss that, okay, now I got the money back and now I know that this business is real and how to differenti differentiate myself to see success. Yeah, um, yeah, that's powerful, man. Yeah. And what was in your mindset, you know, during that time of struggle, you know, just for the audience? Because I think there's also, you know, one, there's far too people, far too many people that don't test enough. And then two, you know, they might still be in the middle of that struggle. So, you know, what's that word of advice that you would give to them, you know, as far as you know, being persistent. Don't hang your head and don't listen to other people. Honestly, because when you start getting into business like this and when you start letting people know what you're actually doing and you fail, those people are going to hate on you. Those people are going to shut you down and they're not going to give you a positive energy. So when you, when you first start, honestly, just... If you don't see your first success right away, don't hang your head. Do mm -hmm. not hang your head. And if you're going to tell people, make sure you're telling good people that aren't going to you know, like crap on your failure. A lot of people are scared of failure and failure is just part of success. Very well said, man. That's, that's really good. So hopefully the audience is, is catching that because I mean, that that's as real as it gets right there for sure. And, you know, be mindful of, of who you're hanging around with and sharing things with, um, as you're trying to get things off the ground. Great stuff, man. So one thing that just came to mind is like, okay, now fast forward to today, you know, what are you doing now going forward to kind of keep yourself on the edge and to, to stay current and to keep growing and scaling your business? Um, currently, right now, we're, uh, we're going to start branding, private labeling, all of that stuff. We've built a very, very good back end of a site, um, a very passionate audience. So right now, what we're doing is planning for what's next in the next year. Um, we're planning for something very huge. We're planning to change our bad audience to our bad customers to good customers just by you know making the changes that they told us we need to fix mm -hmm. again when you're um what we've learned is when we're scaling a business high and we have a very good audience base you need to listen to customers you need to fix what they want fixed because at yeah. the end of the day there's a lot more angry customers than there ever be happy cust customers um that are going to go on your post, they're going to comment, they're going to bad reviews, all of that stuff. So right now to scale very highly, we're going to start private labeling, U.S. warehouse, U.S. shipping, um, all of that stuff. Actually, the yep. warehouse is located in Chicago, so yeah. it's going to be super convenient. <laughs> That's awesome, man, for sure. Yeah, great stuff and very well said, you know, taking care of your customers, you know, which is, which is really important. Um, and for the audience listening, I mean, it's it's the key to having a long-term business, right? Oh, yeah. It's just like, you know, it, you know, this is not some, you know, people outside looking in, they see it as, as some get-rich-quick scheme, but it, it's, it's the complete opposite. It's a legitimate business model. And as long as you treat it like a business, and just like you described, you know, now, 
that you're on this path of, of growing success, you know, now you want to circle back and make sure that your customers are being served as best as you can serve them because, you know, hopefully when you have that next product that's related to the, what they'd like to buy, you know, they're going to keep buying and that's returning customers. And, you know, guess what, folks? You don't have to pay advertising for returning customers, right? That's right. <laughs> that's <wondering. laughs> So that means free money. <laughs> free, yeah, free money at that point. Yeah, <laughs> just by you know, just by being a good business owner, you know, that's free money at that point. So if you if you take care of your customer, you have a long term business, and you got a list of people that okay, now that you have the next thing, the new thing, uh, 2020 or whatever the next thing is, you offer that to your customers, and uh, it didn't cost you you know Facebook or Google ad money to to get new purchases, which is great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's great stuff, man, for sure. So now, you know, as we talk about this, like what is a day what does a day in your life look like now as you're, you know, running your business? There's no there was no change in a lifestyle. I mean, um every day uh I wake up, I go to the gym. The gym just clears my mind. I love working out. So I just wake up, go to the gym, um, go back home, shower, do what I got to do, eat, and then sit there and look what I have to do today. Um, and so for today, I just had to go to the, I had to meet you here and boom. So just day to day, I like to keep a daily checklist. So I know I'm completing something through my days, um, day to day, like nothing's really changed as far as business because dropshipping is a very good business where you don't, it's not hands on as much until mm -hmm. you start branding all of that stuff. So until we start doing that, like day to day, I'm just working six, seven hours a day, going to a local Starbucks. Um, and yeah, man, just grinding hard, planning for the future and uh, taking day day by day. And that's really awesome. And um, yeah, basically living the laptop lifestyle too, right? I oh, mean, what's, yeah. what's been some of the things, because uh, uh, I think you've been traveling a little bit, quite a bit, right? What are some of the places you've been going to? Uh, I've been going to Mexico a lot, Mexico, Cancun. I went to Agua Calientes um, on March second. I'll be in Hawaii. After that, I'll be traveling the whole month of whole month of March. Um, and yeah, a laptop lifestyle like it just gives you the freedom to do that stuff. If I'm working in an office all day, like you can't request a whole month off of work because they need you. Um, so, laptop lifestyle just makes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> makes it makes you go out and enjoy things a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is cool. And uh, maybe even touch on that. So as you're in those different locations, are you still able to run your business and access to your business, you know, the same way comfortably? Yeah, honestly, um, that's the cool thing about Laptop Lifestyle. You can do it anywhere you want. Um, you just have to adapt. If there's a time change, you just have to adapt to it. And that's uh, that's just the cool thing about you know, running an online business, having a team that's talking to you online, not in person. So yeah, yeah, you can you can pretty much. I'm able to work whenever I travel, whenever uh, whenever I go anywhere. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, so it's a part of the future, folks. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> a big thing, and even that. I mean, we didn't even touch on that, but as far as access to your fingertips now, you know, being able to build a team. That uh, is, is just an amazing thing too. So you can have a virtual team that's that can work around the clock. You know that that's accessible as well. So do you, are you already kind of building the team uh, around around your business as well? Yeah, we have a pretty okay team now. But when we start uh, private labeling and all that stuff, like currently we're doing applications for customer service. 
disputes, Facebook, all of that stuff. So we're building out a very, very strong team before we do launch into private labeling long-term brands. So uh, clearly, yeah. yeah, we're looking into uh, building a very strong team. Yeah, this is great. So I wanted to make sure that the audience knows the best way to uh, to get in touch with you and, and to follow you. So what are some what are some of the best ways that they can they can follow you online? Yeah, so if you guys have an Instagram, you can head over to just Rob Kurzak, R-O-B-K-R-Z-A-K, and I'm going to pop up there. Also, if you do want to go check out some free value on YouTube, you can head over to YouTube and just search Rob Kurzak, and you'll find all of my videos there. And there's not a lot right now, but I'm going to be a lot more active as 2020 goes on. Yeah, well, I tell you, man, you dropped a lot of value here today and in person. And uh, hopefully I would say even for the audience, too, you know, hopefully you stay connected and plugged in and, you know, future events that we do in Chicago. And uh, I'd say, you know, let, let's also make sure, you know, let, let's follow up on the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. You know, have you back, you know, maybe, you know, three, six months down the road, see how oh, things yeah. are going. That'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome stuff. Well, uh, I like to give, uh, you know, before we wrap things up, I like to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience. So whatever comes to heart, I say just take it away. All righty, guys. So what I want to say to wrap things up is when you're jumping into any type of business, don't quit. Again, hang your, hanging your head isn't going to make anything better. It's only going to make things work. Um, so when you're starting an online business, either it's online, either it's storefront, Again, nothing is an overnight success, so just keep on going, keep working harder than you, the day before, and um, a, a good thing to do is just go on your phone, open up notes, and just open up a checklist. Every day, keep a checklist for yourself and let yourself reflect to yourself with the self-reflection of checking something off your checklist, and it's a good feeling of accomplishment, and that's like another motivating factor. Um, when you first start going... I know some people who do have an overnight success, and um, again, that that's not everybody. So if it's not for you, keep on going, keep working hard every single day, push harder to your goals, and never lose the vision of what's in front of you and uh, create those dreams to reality. Powerful, man. Awesome stuff. Well, thanks, Rob. Glad to have you on the podcast. Thanks, man. Again, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. Endorsed by Player FM, you help make Tech Money Talks the number one dropshipping podcast on the planet. You help the show go mainstream because Tech Money Talks podcast is now officially sponsored by Spotify. If you're ever in Chicago, join our Dropship Chicago meetup group held at 1871 to meet with me personally and other professional dropshippers. We do meetings weekly. I'm now producing new, valuable content on YouTube weekly. Go check it out and subscribe. Tech Money Talks is teaching you all about money-making opportunities that technology can bring. We're just getting started. There's more great things to come. Stay plugged in. Throw me a shout-out. And remember, you're just one product away.